Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Combed Education Podcast. Let's talk hair. My name is Aras. I'm your host. And, um, you know, if you're a regular podcast listener, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in and wanting to learn a little bit more, wanting to educate yourself. If this is your first time or the first episode that you are hearing, um, welcome. Welcome. Combed Education as a whole right the blog the podcast the courses everything has been a passion project of mine uh, for a little over a decade at this point it's taken on many forms but this is a passion project of mine and my goal is to help just inspire and empower this industry i feel like i've been behind the chair for over 20 years and i think it's important for those of us who've learned a lot of lessons and made a lot of mistakes i think it's our job to help um guide others so simply that is the whole vision of combed education so this week on this episode i want to shine some light on um some of the issues that maybe you face with hair color and maybe certain medications but before i get into it i do have a few things to say okay so if you do a color service and the results are subpar right maybe they're too warm or too ashy or too dark or too whatever there are a few things that i want you to consider first before we start blaming the clients and before we start pointing fingers at medication because in working with several manufacturers over the years i know this to be true okay a lot of stylists will blame the brand or the manufacturer or the distributor whoever made the product for their color not turning out the way that they expected and if you don't blame the brand or the brand or the manufacturer or the distributor then you're blaming your client hormones medications etc right i'm here to tell you this though a client's color not turning out properly because of a manufacturer error is quite uncommon You guys have to think there's millions of dollars that is spent in research and development, in the production and the manufacturing. So bad batches happen not that often. So like if you're not getting um, the results, most of the time, and I say this with love, most of the time it's user error, right? Where did you maybe misformulate or did you not realize that the client's hair was dirty or did you not realize that they were using blah, blah, whatever it is, right? Very rarely is it the color, and a lot of us just blame these color companies, and I get it. When you're frustrated, it's like you need to find somebody to blame. I'm going to encourage you just to look at maybe where you could have gone kind of sideways and why the formula or the color didn't take properly, right? So because of the manufacturer and the, and the batch, it, that's rare. But a client's color not turning out properly because of a medication, I'm here. It's also rare guys like we blame the hormones and the meds and it happens it can absolutely happen but the goal in in this is is just to like most of the time take a look at maybe where there was some user error in the formula not turning out properly and not necessarily manufacturers or the clients right um but it can happen so i always say no matter what at the end of the day it's your responsibility as the professional to know what the hair is gonna do before you mix up any chemical. So like 99.9999999% of the time, when something goes wrong with your color, it's usually a formulation issue. 
And I know that you don't want to hear that, but it's usually the fool with the tool, right? I've done it before. And even if it's not a formulation issue, it's, did you assess the hair beforehand? Did you know the hair's history? Like, you know, if it is a medication or if it is a hormonal or if it is something that's on the hair, like, you know, somebody the other day was telling me that, you know, they did this client and the hair started smoking, come to find out the client used sun in. So when the hairdresser asked the client, have you colored your hair? She says, no, because in her mind, sun in is not color, but it created a weird chemical reaction with the foils. So with all of that being said, there are certain situations though that make hair and hair color turn out a bit funky. And so I wanna highlight a few of things of what I have found about certain medications and minerals and like what they can do to the hair. So this is just based on my reading and my asking and my digging um, what I have found. So there are medications that actually are associated to hair loss. So acne medications containing vitamin A, so retinoids can be a cause of hair loss. Antibiotics, antifungal drugs, antidepressants, birth control pills, um, any anti-clotting drugs, cholesterol drugs, any drugs that um, uh, suppress the immune system, epilepsy drugs, high blood pressure medications, um, hormone replacement therapy, mood stabilizers, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, so the NSAIDs, drugs for Parkinson's, for steroids, um, thyroid medications, and weight loss drugs. These are all known that it could cause hair loss. So if your client is going through a season where they're having some hair loss issues, I want you guys to remember this, that um, there are the, the hair, the scalp, is part of the excretory system. So what comes into our body is excreted in multiple ways and your scalp is one of the ways these things get excreted. So when you're taking a medication, uh, over time it could cause, because it's excreting from your system in your scalp, it could cause some weird things to happen. So if your client is in this season of hair loss or hair shedding, uh, you know, you want to try to get to the source of it, but just know that some of these drugs that I mentioned could be the culprit. I'm not saying tell them to get off of it. I'm not a doctor, but like we're trying to figure out what's causing it, right? There's the post-COVID hair loss as well. So dig around and figure out, um, you know, what is causing the hair loss. But now let's talk a little bit about medications and their effects on hair color. So I will tell you that shampoos that contain selenium sulfide or minoxidil will cause the hair to turn yellow or green when it's being bleached. So I think it's um, a lot of brands or manufacturers have shampoos that are minoxidil based to help with like hair loss or hair scalp therapy treatment for hair loss. So it's got minoxidil in it. You bleach it and it can turn like neon yellow or a weird green when it's being bleached. So if you put lightener on a client's hair and it turns like big bird yellow, you might want to ask what shampoo they're on or if they're on any kind of like hair loss uh, regimen, supplement, something with minoxidil is going to cause that, right? So thyroid medications can actually, uh, when you're lifting the hair and a client is on a thyroid medication or they had their thyroid removed and they're on some sort of regimen to balance out the thyroid function, their hair will be very gold 
when lifting. So even if they're not naturally that dark, even if they're higher in pheomelanin, even if the limbal ring isn't dark and, you know, all of these factors that we take into consideration when we're lifting to, pre or lifting to predict how the hair is going to lift, if they're on thyroid medication, sometimes it just will refuse to turn to a cool or lift light enough to put a cool blonde. So they can get very, very gold when lifting if they're on a thyroid medication. And that's nothing you can do about it. At least you know and you can warn them or you can kind of prepare them of like, okay, you're wanting platinum and that's going to be almost impossible based on this, 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 and this. Um, and it's all about, again, being educated and understanding all that is going on in the story to better predict the outcome. So thyroid meds, lots of gold in the hair. Uh, minoxidil or selenium sulfate, yellow, neon yellow, like highlighter yellow, or uh, greenish, like a highlighter green color. So blood pressure medication, there's a lot of people who are on, are on blood pressure meds to stabilize their blood pressure. Um, sometimes, and I've had this happen, when you're bleaching the hair, it can turn almost like a pinky or mauvey color which is bizarre so it's like even if you deposit a color just naturally as soon as there's any alkalinity exposing um warmth it turns like a pinky mauvey color so it can be from blood pressure medication if you're opening up the foil and they look like a lavender mauve you're like what the hell ask them if they're on blood pressure medication that could be the culprit also, I've read, and I haven't done a perm since beauty school, so it's been a very long time, but I've read that sometimes blood pressure medication can turn your perm, like, you know, when you put the solution on or the neutralizer, it will drip bluish or purple during perming. So it's not necessarily that they're using a purple shampoo and that's why you're seeing that blue or they're purple. Um, it could be a blood pressure medication because, again, excretory system, what you put in comes out of your hair as well as other parts of your body. Okay, so if clients are on birth control or hormone medications, you're definitely going to get some uneven processing when you're lightening. So again, this is similar to mineral buildup on the hair. If you don't chelate the hair, if you're not cleansing the hair with something that's chelating or that has EDTA in it, that buildup is going to be on the hair and it's going to cause a reaction. So it's not just the minerals, but med medicinal, build, like medication buildup can also cause some funky things. So if they've been on birth control or hormone meds, you're gonna get some uneven processing. So if somebody is regularly on aspirin, um, I know a couple of people who are on baby aspirin just to prevent any kind of clotting, uh, you will see that maybe their lightening process is a little sped up, so they get lighter a lot quicker. Um, this is with regular use of aspirin, so not just like taking it once or twice, but if they're regularly on aspirin, it's been shown that their hair typically lightens a little bit quicker. So things to consider if you're like, whoa, you got to level 10 real quick and you use like a balayage bleach, maybe they're on aspirin. Just things to know. Put it in the box of things to know. Uh, iron supplements. So if you have clients or if you yourself have iron deficiencies and you're anemic of any kind, there's any kind of iron deficiencies and you are on an iron supplement or your client is on an iron supplement, again, same thing with the mineral of iron buildup. It can cause the hair to get very, very gold and um, darker. So just like iron in the water, iron in your metabolism, when you take and ingest it and it comes out of your hair, 
you're gonna see a lot more gold reflex you're gonna see a little bit more of a challenge to lighten and you're gonna see the hair getting darker so ask your clients what they're on diabetes medications can cause uneven processing um, chloroquine and chemotherapy drugs can change the color of the natural hair um, from what I read, they cause a biochemical interaction within the melanocytes, which is the pigment producing cells in your hair. And you'll notice some people who are on chemotherapy drugs or any kind of chloroquine for an extended period of time, their hair color can change. I know I've seen it with my clients where they were salt and pepper before chemo meds and then after chemo, um, they don't have gray anymore or vice versa. Um, and then obviously the minerals like iron, copper, calcium, magnesium, these can all build up on the hair, making the hair very dry, making the hair very brittle. And they can also interfere with your coloring and bleaching processes, giving you unpredictable lift. So just some things to think about. And again, I think it's important to know your clients, the whole picture, not just what they have on their hair now, but like what are what is their routine? What are they on? what is the history what were their what color was their hair when they were born what is the like there are so many things to know to best predict what the hair is going to do so my goal is to just give you little nuggets of gold little things to start considering to start digging deeper because the worst thing that can happen is you're on autopilot and you're doing you know the thing you do all the time and on autopilot and then something goes sideways you mess up somebody's hair that's when we start thinking oh let me work backwards where, you know. Um, and so my goal is to help you avoid that panic moment of shit went sideways and now you have to fix it. So reminder, hair is part of the excretory system. What goes in the body can and will come out of the hair. So always, 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 always. A good idea to not only do what I call a hair x-ray, which is basically a strand test. Um, I don't have my clients sit in the salon when I do it. I have them come in. I use some texturizing shears and cut all around the back of their hair so there's no chunk missing. And then I send them on their way and I do the hair x-ray. I put lightener on it and watch it every five minutes. I take progress pictures so that when the client comes back, I show them exactly what their hair can handle, what happened, and then we dig deeper. So always important to do a hair x-ray, especially with a new client. And then always, always, always a good idea to either clarify or do a Malibu treatment or a chelating treatment, something to uh, remove medication buildup, mineral buildup, hard water buildup, calcium, whatever is on the hair. And you'll feel it on the hair. Like it's typically a lot stiffer and it doesn't, it's not as fluffy and movey. Like it doesn't flow um, if there is a lot of buildup. So definitely cleanse, clarify, chelate, do a hair x-ray so that you're not sitting in your chair and all of a sudden you see fucking smoke coming. Cause we've seen those videos on Instagram and side note, like if that was me and my clients was hair hair was smoking, I would not take a video. Like it would be straight to the shampoo bowl. So to the hairdressers that are taking videos of their clients' hair smoking, like I think it's hilarious. Thank you for the content, but like wash that shit out. <laughs> Anyways, it is worth the extra step to not only cleanse and chelate, but to do that hair x-ray and more importantly to have a conversation with your client, an honest upfront conversation and ask them questions like like I said about this one client who had sun in, in her mind, that wasn't hair color. So that's why if the hairdresser asked, hey, do you, have you colored your hair? She's naturally going to say no. 
because in her mind, Sunan is not color. So ask the right questions to dig up as much information as you can so that you end up with a beautiful result, their goal is achieved, everything is perfect, and not end up to where their hair is smoking or neon yellow or whatever, right? Like we're gonna try to avoid that and end with happy clients. So I hope that this was helpful for you. Um, if you, as usual, if you find any value in any of this content, please share it with your friends, um, your industry friends. I mean, you can share it with your friends and neighbors, but if they're not hairdressers, I don't think they're really gonna get a lot out of this. Um, however, feel free to share as, uh, as you please. And I appreciate you guys for taking the time out. I hope this was helpful. And until next time, happy hair coloring.